2: You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahadi, and George Allman. We're going to be here for the next hour talking to you about all kinds of stuff going on in your yard and garden. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It was nice out this morning. Yeah. It was almost warm.
3: Yeah. 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 I, I agree with you.
2: I walked out the door expecting cold to come after me, and it was it, warm. It, it was didn't. balmy outside. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice, although I thought the rain was supposed to stop at 10.
4: Yeah, I don't think the rain is on the exact same schedule that y'all think it is. No, apparently I, not. As you walked through the store with your phones, yes, walked through the store with your phones, yesterday. saying, it's going to start at 2. Oh, mine said it's going to start at 4. And it started, what, About around three. 2.
2: Was it around 2 or
4: 3.30? No, because no. I, it was drizzling. It began a little yeah, well, before. Well, the rain,
5: 3-3. rain came probably about four. Well, oh, so is that in. what we were talking, about? We're
2: talking rain about? Rain, rain. Yeah, the rain, rain, not the root. I missed. I missed that portion.
1: <laughs>
5: right. Yeah,
2: it, it, that's easy to miss in the forecast. Yes, you know, it, right, rain, yeah. rain. It's,
4: it's nuanced. <laughs> yes, <laughs> thank you. Um, but it was just. It was like uh, fog dripping on me this morning when I went down to let the chickens out. It was just light. That's very, very there light, was actual, solid very sprinkle. There yeah. was
5: actual fog while I was coming down. It was it's a little... I had to drive a bit slower to get here.
4: Eh, if I'd left on time, I would have driven a little slower to get here. <laughs> but I made it. Mark, you're safe. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we're all good. Yep. We're all good. And right. so it should be showery today and taper off. I, You know, scattered showers for a hundredth of an inch, I think that's one scattered shower sometime over most areas west of the mountains. But... I guess we get some more on Tuesday afternoon,
5: and then perhaps towards the weekend as well. Next weekend, so all right. So it's not done yet. If you haven't fertilized, guess what? You still have time. And
4: this was a good one. I had about fifty-five hundredths of an inch of rain in my rain gauge today. I took some, I took some water-soluble fertilizer out and put it in little spots in some containers. I had a a jar of kind of solidified some stuff left, that I thought I'd sprinkle. Yeah, yeah, I'd sprinkle around, but or put
3: big chunks and open it out down. <laughs> and hope
4: hope it doesn't all hit one root and fry right. it. Exactly. Yes.
2: But everything is so nice and green. The weeds are <laughs> doing exceptionally well this year. Yeah, it's it's amazing how green everything is. I I don't think I've had my sprinklers on since December. Sometime no. in December, I shut everything off. So
4: you'll be getting a new rate increase because there's not enough revenue. T- because people <laughs> aren't using enough water. Not using enough water. It's coming, exactly. It's coming soon. Uh, cycle. And how much snow are we getting in our... Not our mountains in their mountains. Um, What did you tell me? Four feet of snow in Mammoth
2: yesterday. In the, I think it was, I think Mel and I went out to dinner last night, and so it was probably around five thirty or something like that. I looked, and Mammoth had gotten four feet of snow in the last, in the previous twenty four hours. Wow, that's on top of an insane (laughs) snowpack that they've already got up there. uh, I had read that they had, I think it was fifty eight feet at the summit. And most of the mountain was shut down yesterday. They, they, they just can't operate. There's just too much snow.
3: No, and supposed to, they're supposed to get more, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. They're expecting more throughout the week. Wow. Um, and 395 is still closed between Mammoth and Bridgeport. Wow. And so they're, they're on the west, on the west end of Mono Lake. Um, they've been having avalanches. Well. Didn't
4: you say that the National Guard had to take in generators? Where yeah, was that? To, to Bridgeport? To,
2: to, Mono, to Mono City. They, they, they lost power. They had no food. They couldn't get out. They had no water. So the National Guard started choppering in generators and food and water for everybody. And they were, they were hoping to get power restored yesterday or today. Um, there is a power plant up there that they needed to get back online. Should we be building a boat? A really, really, <laughs> really big boat? I don't think so. No, No. you think we'll be okay. Uh, No, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Now up in Northern California, might not get a boat. Might not hurt. Um, Um, They they had some pretty good flooding up there, from what I understand. I was going to ask you because
4: they were talking about the rain coming down over the snow because of the high, because how warm this storm is, Mm. and did it cause some of the historic flooding that they were worried about? I didn't see any major
2: ice. There were like I think there were about. 10,000 or 20,000 people that were under an evacuation order because of flooding up somewhere up north. I don't know where it was. I did see that they started spilling water out of Oroville Dam already. And that's the one that
4: was at 60% when we started talking. Well, it was it 45 or 50% when we started
2: talking about this a uh, couple
0: drought of the, months Yeah, ago. the early part, of the it, latter it, part of the
5: drought.
2: It's also the one that four years ago Spill. tore itself apart because there was so much water going over the spillway. And they were worried about everything but, uh, down if you're worried about it uh, giving away. Good for us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, If you want to venture out today, we do have garden classes at both stores uh, in San Diego at 9 o'clock. It's going to be Seed Starting with Richard and 9.30 in Poway. It's going to be Staghorn Fern Care Culture and Remounting with you. Yeah,
4: you'd probably be better off going to the (laughs) Seed Starter starter (laughs) class. Yeah.
2: Daylight Savings Time starts tonight. 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 Tomorrow, Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. Right. Tomorrow morning tonight. At when two. you go to bed, it Overnight. Right. Yeah. Right. I thought they were going to stop that.
4: And well, there's. We we talk about it. Did, yeah.
3: did we vote it on? We that voted on that?
2: something on it. I, oh, I peasant.
3: I can't <laughs> keep track of it anymore.
4: <laughs> Me either. Uh, let's see. Well, wait, there is one very nice thing about Daylight Saving
3: Time. you, know? yeah, you could. Uh,
4: well, our phones take care of it for us for the most uh, part. Good you know, so we don't have to uh, you change your, change clock your alarm in, clock before y- you go to bed car. or anything. Yeah, well, in the well, car you still my car do.
5: Will be, no, my car will be all right now after tomorrow. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I've never changed a, After it. a no. year? <laughs> six months, not a year. <laughs> six, six months, months. yeah. <laughs> I could
3: never figure it out. I had to have one of my kids go over and do it for me. Yeah. Oh, that's I know how to do
5: it. I'm just too lazy. That is the most David thing I've
2: ever done seen or heard of you doing (laughs) well changing it on changing it on my watch is so complicated and i can't i can't see the stuff that i need to see to do it that i i just don't i just don't do it huh my watch just does it by itself overnight too yeah i know yeah but when your watch is tapped into the uh, atomic clock it the atomic clock doesn't recognize daylight savings time so as it should not yeah uh let's see next weekend the 18th it's going to be spring vegetables with Josh in San Diego at 9 o'clock, and at 9.30, it's going to be spring color with Brian Robert um, in Poway. Um, color is starting to filter in, and some of the warmer season stuff is starting to show up. I saw we had quite a few marigolds out there already. Um, still, There's still some, still some uh, pansies and violas, uh, although I don't know what's left of them now after the rain. But... But it's getting there, um, and vegetables are starting to come in too. Yeah. So if you haven't, if you have not put your vegetable garden in yet, probably Sunday would not be a bad be a bad day to do it. I go thought you were and,
5: going to say it's not too late, and I was thinking it's just right about the right time. Yeah, it's we're moving forward. It's here. right
2: right on the right on the cusp, I would say. But you know, go out and prep your garden, prep your garden yeah, beds, add the soil ready exactly, add the organic material, mix in some. Mix in some fertilizer and then find out what you what you want to grow and right. then get them put in. I would still keep an eye out though for rain. cold weather. Yeah, no kidding. rain's not. I don't think rain is that bad, but if we get a cold, another cold snap frost or and frost, well, shall I
4: shall I do a counterpoint to that? If you would like, well, if you don't mind. When we have wet weather like just this, which is not a bad rain, mm-hmm. um, not a heavy rain, but just the moisture on the leaves of tomatoes, if it's regular, can cause some yeah, you yeah, get spotting some botting issues, yeah. Yeah. You get yes. some fungal problems. Good problem. Yeah. Okay.
2: okay. I'm sorry. I... No, that's fine. Okay. Is that so you? Just take it, you just if you're gonna if you're gonna plant right now, there is going to be some risk to it.
4: That's... That is correct. That's there's always the... some risk. There's always something.
2: <laughs> There's, there's, but I'm going to get some. This.
4: I, I picked up a a six-pack of Snacker peppers, the little multicolored ones, and I'm very excited because I enjoy sweet peppers that are sweet and taste good. Those are good. Yeah.
2: Melanie gets those sometimes from, I don't know if it's from North Park Produce or whatever it is, but she'll, t- she'll take a handful of them out and throw them on the grill. Yeah, and I love that. Delicious. Yeah, they really, really are. Really good. I eat them really straight good. out of the bag. I do that, oh, too. But,
4: well, let's yeah. do a quick survey. I'm the persnickety one, but how many of you take them straight out of the bag and eat them, eat them without out. rinsing? Or oh, or I, I do that. I will. Me, yeah, me, too. Me but too. I, pre- I
2: prefer them grilled.
3: Yeah.
4: Okay.
2: So we've got a call, actually. We're going to go up to – oh, God, I lost the cursor. <laughs> yeah. I
4: hate when that happens.
2: There. Oh. So? Talk amongst yourselves. Matt. Okay. Okay, there we okay, here we go. And we're going up to San Francisco where David is waiting. Good morning, David. How are you? Hey, not too bad.
6: And and I can guarantee I'm not a curser.
4: <laughs>
6: <laughs> hey, yeah. Uh, with all this terrible weather, I'm wondering about uh, you know what we can do to stabilize things, uh, and especially teach the next generation how to stabilize things. Um, the first question would be: uh, Would root crops like if you want to put in like a vegetable garden this year? Would root crops be a smart idea?
4: We have one yeah. last chance in Southern California for root crops, but most of the root crops do better during the cooler months. In San Francisco points north, now would be a great time to do root crops because you're coming into a good growing season for them up there.
6: All right. Um yeah, and, and then the other thing is erosion control. Um I, I was I saw a video on YouTube about the uh, the Sahara desert, and they were claiming that it turned to a desert within one hundred years. Uh, that they had ancient lakes in the center of it, uh, you know as something as big as one of the great lakes, and that uh, apparently you know bad agricultural practices or something uh, uh, just decimated the Sahara. Uh, I I read an old uh, book written in the 1950s, and uh, there was an old economist, Bernard Baruch, and he basically was wondering how uh, the ancient curses, you remember there were ten curses that came over Egypt, and uh, he he put them all as environmental cause. Uh, There was slash-and-burn techniques, there was... uh, uh, draining the swamps. There were uh, there were a whole variety of different things in each of the ten, and he couldn't figure out, the, the only one he couldn't figure out was the darkness that came over Egypt. But uh, we actually, uh, if you remember, about two or three years ago, we actually had a, a period where uh, it, it was during the wildfires, and the smoke was so thick that... Um, one morning we woke up with a blanket of fog over the city and the the smoke was on top of the fog and and so we f- we were breathing clean air but it was filthy above it and uh, so we we had a normal dawn but as the sun rose higher it couldn't make it through that smoke and it became you know midnight Dark. at noon mm-hmm. and uh, so uh, that might have been you know the explanation for that but but the idea of that bad agricultural practices making uh, the Sahara uh, or northern Africa become a massive desert. So I'm just wondering, you know, you start looking at California, and with as much rain as we've had, I think Santa Cruz got five uh, five inches in an hour or so, or a couple of hours. Uh, you know, we could lose a lot of topsoil. So, you know, everything, every small you know parcel of land could do to you know preserve their topsoil uh, is going to add up to you know to generations worth of ability to grow food that
2: that is true and in open areas uh, especially burn areas re- reforestation or adding um, adding native plants to the back to the landscape to hold the soil in place that's all going to that's all going to help david we got to take a break thank you very much for the call you're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahati, and George Alman. We'll be back with more right after this. with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I I just saw a couple of things here. I was looking at
4: the origins of the Sahara Desert and some of the rocks they think established it as a climatic desert two to three million years ago, and then some other studies in Chad suggest that it might even have been a desert five-plus million years ago. Hmm. So I, I appreciate and understand the thoughts of topsoil and being good stewards of the earth but I don't think my ancestors made the Sahara Desert. <laughs> Maybe
2: not. Uh, you know, one of the other things that you need to watch out for when it, with the rain like this, even though they look gorgeous right now, is the, rose, the roses are, are getting ready for their prime season. They're already blooming in San Diego. They're a little bit farther behind in Poway, but they are they are budded and and looking really good. But when we have moist <laughs> weather like this, you want to watch out for rust and mildew, right um, all and the black fungus, spot yeah. and
4: come on the roses look fantastic I, I right know now they, do, they look as good as they're ever going to look well no because they're not blooming yet so. well they're pretty darn close they're getting close they're getting close but the budding of the roses gives us the anticipation of the flowers and did you see all the ones that are the the roses that are already opening and the buds that are showing color in San Diego yeah there's a lot and we're not that
2: much colder than they are well apparently we are <laughs> so oh, that's true. true. <laughs> so, good, good point. Yeah, but no, no, they're 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 right about ready to go. But I'm just saying, just, just yes. be cautious. You with, are, you are with fungal diseases when it when it's moist when it's yeah, moist exactly, and especially and I think it's even worse when it's when it warms when it's moist and, and warm. Hot, well, yeah. We've
5: yeah. had a, we've had a couple at the Poway store open, and we actually have one in our garden that's about to open in in Poway at our house. So it, we're there.
4: What I have not noticed this year is mildew yet. And no. usually it has shown up by now. Good, and Good point, yeah. You know, one of, the, one of the controls for mildew is water. I remember right. the Rosarians used to tell me they hose off, off them yeah. every morning, and they wouldn't have mildew because it can't replicate, the spores don't replicate in moisture. And <clears> we've had a very wet spring, and I haven't seen very much mildew, and I'm I think it might be related. It may be.
2: It may be. I, I just know they they look fantastic right they now. They do. They they and we still have a very good selection of them too.
4: I'm waiting for a couple of the ones that I got to, this year to bloom. They're they're close and they're still in their pots surprisingly <laughs> yeah, yeah. enough. <laughs> thank That's God odd. for the thank God for the rain. Huh? Yes.
2: Yes. Um uh, we got something interesting in in the store the other day it came down from San Marcos growers, I think it was um, the true Japanese wasabi <laughs> unfortunately, not a single one of them made it onto the floor oh really and, and
4: <laughs> it was monterey bay and there was monterey yeah, bay they yeah. don 't have any and they 're working on a, and putting together another crop, probably not in it 's going to be a while yeah yeah it 's going to
2: be a while So
4: don 't tell anybody about the wasabi well
2: it was it was an, it was an interesting looking plant, it almost looked like um, I almost look like violas. The or I violets. was
4: thinking um, campanula. The, okay. The, the okay. campanula the ground cover types yeah. of things, or 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 the violets. Yeah. The uh, viola odorata.
2: odorata. Yeah. That okay. is. You, yes. Yeah. And but it's 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 right. It's a rhizome, and they said don't harvest it until it's at between six and twelve inches long. So and they were in one gallon can. So it was going to be a while before. You, you can get the wasabi off of it. I
4: would imagine if it's rhiz- rhizomaceous that you should be able to cut those up and to make a bunch of little well, starts would, out of them.
2: You would think so. If we had yeah. any. If we had any. Yeah. Yeah. If the employees hadn't bought all of them. So, But when you say so all of them, to be fair. There was only like five. There
4: were only five. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So. But the
5: original order was more substantial.
4: Yeah. And the rep, when I called him, thought we were going to get all 20 that we had requested. He didn't know why we hadn't, and then he checked into it and...
2: The reason we didn't get them is because other people they did them. not exist. Yeah. Yes, yeah. We also found a source for some interesting trees that we have not had in in quite some time. Um, and I already bought already bought some, and we're hoping we can do more business with them. And it was great because they're they're in Northern California, so we didn't have to get the Ag Department involved with it because it's it's in, coming in from state. within in the state. state. Yeah. Uh, but Ericaria ericanas. Oh wow! We, we got some got some nice. They they were in they were in plugs but they're they're nice plants um, and hopefully that we can get those going again but it's been it's been years since I've seen Eric Harry Ericana I right. thought you were going to say the one hundred and sixty dollar eucalyptus to
4: no
3: but oh, you know you, what did you, you guys got some no no Ken, oh, Ken no. found
2: somebody no they the no the the, the, no that was the. Um, the jacarandas were one hundred and sixty nine dollars. Oh, the eucalyptus were seventy nine dollars. Oh, okay. But I was looking online last night. I, there, there's a lot. I guess that's one of the problems when you when you start clicking on different ads. They, <laughs> you don't know more, where you were. <laughs> you, well, no, more start popping up. Oh. But there was one. There was a website called I think it's Pixie's Gardens, and they had five gallon camellias for sale. They were on sale for $299 what uh, they were regularly 549 for a five gallon chameleon what was so special about them? nothing that i could see plus you got to put shipping on top of that too that doesn't include shipping i don't think so just Uh, the price is the most special thing about them but when when you're when you're out there if you if you look at a lot of plant related stuff you're going to start seeing ads for some of these places just before you order anything yeah. from them, check with us. Exactly, because we can probably get it. Um, I know we can get a jackaranda for less than one hundred and sixty nine dollars in a five gallon container. So, um, but but check with – check with if you see something that you're interested in, check with us because a lot of times we can. If find it. If you see something, <laughs> say something.
3: something.
5: Hey, can you go back to that the what, Eric Cania? What would Eric-, Eric What, what is that?
2: It's a uh,
5: the common it, name
2: monkey One, puzzle. No. Yeah. What is it? Monkey puzzle. Monkey puzzle. Okay. Monkey puzzle. Got it. Um but it, they're they're ancient conifers. They they go way back and they're 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 pretty neat looking trees when they when they get big.
4: Which are the ones over the park in Encinitas right off of the 5 at Encinitas Boulevard. Do you have any There's there's some big ones there and I I Those might be bid, well, bidwill bidwill eyes. eyes. The Funniest thing is the Sunset Garden book says that they produce five plus pound um, cones. Oh yeah, it's that, yeah. like the size of a bowling ball that yeah. fall with a crash. And then it says these are not good trees to sit under. No, no, they're not.
2: As a matter of fact, if you go, when you go when we've talked about this before, when you go into the the Lytton Street entrance to Liberty Station, the it splits the road splits, and right in the middle of the split, there's a, like a traffic circle. And in the traffic circle, there's like three Eric area bidwill eyes, and I actually picked up a cone that had fallen out of one of the trees. It's it's like a bowling ball, and I remember because we were we were looking at a when where Corvette Diner is. Right. We right. were thinking right. about moving the San Diego store over there, Right. and um, I was talking to the guy from McMillan, and I when we had, i had seen the trees out front and the cones, and I said, "You know, you, you need to, you need to fence this off. I mean, this is not a good place for yeah for people Somebody's to, be, to hurt, people to yeah. be hanging out because one of the if one of these things falls and hits somebody, it's going to kill them." And so, we went back a few months later, and there was these little one foot stakes in the ground with a piece of rope around it. And that I guess that was their idea <laughs> of fencing <laughs> mitigation. It off. So, yeah. Well, so.
4: and I think they have some up at the san diego botanic garden yes yeah and they with a sign underneath. they have concerns about them when they have cones on them i don't know if we'll get an opportunity to ask anybody about those later sometime
2: but yeah but those were both eric Eric ericanas and Bidwillies were common in in the in the nursery years ago and they they i can understand why the Bidwillie would fall out of favor because it's going to it could Potentially kill somebody, but the aracanas, I mean, they, it's just not. It's just going to maim them. It won't not, kill them. It's just not. They're they're just not as popular anymore. But the but one it's that a is neat looking. It's a it, neat looking it, it plant. Really is their yeah.
4: popular cousin is the star pine? Yes. So you see, yeah, yeah Norfolk her, yeah.
2: pine. Norfolk pine. Yeah. Uh, when we were back at in Durham the last time, just before Christmas, we went to the uh, to the Sarah Duke Memorial Botanical Gardens at Duke University. Which, if you're ever in Durham, uh, or Raleigh and Durham area, that is a it, that is a must see. It is an in, absolutely incredible botanical garden. It's it's just stunningly beautiful. But they had uh, just a gorgeous Ericaria um, air ericana right outside the door of the visitor center. So mm-hmm. was, I I thought I had taken a picture of it, but I can't find it anywhere. So I may have to send Katie over there to take a picture of it for me because it was a it it's it's a beautiful tree but it was only about it was only about six or seven feet tall but just absolutely perfect um perfectly green and they are sharp though that's yeah, the, the that's one of the, what one of the uh one of the downsides of them is you it's not they a, call it a monkey not, puzzle yeah, yeah it's not a soft and cuddly not a soft and cuddly tree at all um
5: Can I jump back on that powdery mildew for a moment Yes. when David was chatting? Uh, According to UCIPM, because we tend to go there a lot for the authority here, all powdery mildew species can germinate and infect in the absence of water. So a lot of people come to the nurse and say, it's been raining. That's why I have powdery mildew. And that's actually the opposite. It says, in fact, water on plant surfaces for extended periods inhibits the germination and kills the spores of most powdery mildew fungi. Hmm.
3: So but I good.
4: said it I said it more for the for the common folk. You did. Okay. You did. Okay. I use little words for you know <laughs> for me. The kind I understand.
2: Um we've got a really nice supply of Michelia albas, champaca albas in stock from Monrovia Nursery. Oh okay. Beautiful. in five gallon containers, probably six feet tall. And for those of you that aren't familiar with it, the flower on the on that tree is one of the most fragrant, yeah, fragrant insanely, flowers you're going to find, it, it, yeah. it's a it's a beautiful tree, uh, kind of a lime green lime green foliage evergreen. It's in the magnolia family. Um, Isn't that part of Chanel? It was part of the fra- it was one of the things that they used in the fragrance for Chanel Number no. Five, I think it was. But it's it's a it's a beautiful it's a beautiful tree. I wonder if it's part of Love Potion Number no. Nine. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> It's Could a popular be. tree. Yeah. Yes. Um they're really nice. And they they're, do they're, very well here. Yeah. You, you need well-drained soil for them. But other than that, they're they're pretty pretty easy to go. Uh, let's see. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to talk to John Clements from the San Diego Botanical Garden when we get back.
1: we're back
2: with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. Uh, we're going to go to the phones and talk to our friend John Clements from the San Diego Botanical Garden. Good morning, John. How are you? I'm well,
3: and, and uh, good morning to all of you. What's going on at the Botanical Garden these days, John? Well, there's so much going on. and uh, But the best thing that's going on this weekend is that today we have the opening of the annual Orchid Show. Excellent. And so it's... It's always something to look forward to. And uh, unlike most orchid shows that last a weekend, this one goes on for a month. And today is just the opening salvo and a complete fusillade of orchids that will be coming in. And uh, so the nice thing too is that there will be orchid vendors. And uh, I appreciate people that bring in amazing plant material at a good price. And so it is one of the best opportunities to get really unusual very rare orchids for not much money from the plant vendors but uh, we also have uh, a lot of really beautiful stuff to see in the conservatory
2: well we're looking forward to coming out there and and checking it out Uh, it should be a should be a good show so you're going to have so you're going to have rotating plants going through for the rest of the month
3: that's right. Every Tuesday, we refresh the plants. And so if something's not looking so great, we bring something else in. And it's always a really nice display. You know, I'm, I was in the orchid business many, many years ago. And when we would go to orchid shows, there's just tables lined up with nice plants on them. But that's not the way we do it. Everything is done in a very organic, very artful way. And so I, I've never really seen another orchid show quite like it.
2: No. Well, we're definitely look, looking forward to going up there and checking it out. And,
5: George, didn't you have a question for John about the well, Eric carrier? Well, we or- there, you have one of the trees that we were talking about earlier, John, uh, the monkey puzzle tree. Isn't it up to as you're starting to walk up uh, from the conservatory and you cut through the paths uh, into the dirt on your way to the waterfall area?
3: Yes. Yeah, yeah there's one there. We we have two uh, Erecharia bidwillii. That are there. And, uh, you know, uh, one of the things I say all the time is to support your local independent nursery. I am a huge booster because I, I appreciate uh, the artfulness that you all use in getting some really amazing plants. I may be up there to grab that monkey puzzle. My <laughs> goodness. So, you know, I, I buy a lot of plants for you guys because you get cool stuff in we do and and so you know it's that's really something that uh, i think the public needs to understand that your big box stores will not get that plant yet and so um, i like to give the business to the folks that bring in the cool stuff
2: well we certainly appreciate it and that's something that we've always that we've always been known for and that we always try to do is look for for interesting stuff that's that you're not going to find in like you said in the big box stores and some of the other big big retail chains. Uh, and that quite frankly, that's one of the things that I like so much about the job is, is finding that stuff and bringing it in. It's pretty, that's it's so pretty cool. neat. We have a, we have a couple of vendors that, um, that grow some really, really neat stuff. And they, that's one of the fun things is when they bring in their, their vans full of samples and, and seeing all the stuff that they're, they're growing and, and picking out the, the unusual and off the beaten path stuff for, uh, for our customers. It, it's a, it is a lot of fun.
3: Yeah, one of the wholesalers that I really appreciate that you carry many of the plants is Grubbin and Nadler and uh, Greg Opkin North runs such a great growing operation. And there are things right now that you have in your stores that I haven't seen in the trade for 30 years. Uh, you know, some banks see a lot of, of um, very cool haikias and things that are really botanic garden-worthy plants that I just tell people all the time, go snatch them up, because you may not see them again. That's all coming from a private grower uh, that's a collector in um, the area, uh, San Francisco area. And so Greg said he's supplying them with seed, and that may not go on forever. All that has to happen is for that fellow to pass away, and those plants are gone. So, you know, I always say grab the stuff while it's hot
2: yeah well, you can get it as a matter of fact something very similar to that happened a few years ago um Steve Sherman what was it oh yeah what was the name of his nursery oh, sherman. Yeah. sherman sherman yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, he grew some really really neat stuff and we and were, still does no he he
4: oh I'm oh name no, of jim uh, sherman
3: what yeah no. he, he moved to, uh, oh Idaho, you're right? thinking
4: of the guy that sherman no not Sherman no Sherman yeah. is we did still okay. get neat things from no. Sherman I know who you're talking about he Steve. folded up and, yeah, and he, he just left. he just
2: closed up He'd he got, said, he got, he he got tired of California got California. tired of California and just closed up and all of that stuff that he used to grow that was really neat it just left the market and nobody ever picked it back up so yeah. so it does it does happen unfortunately and with the you know the other problem that you have in California is the cost of real estate you know it it it's getting to the point where it's not profitable to to have a big growing operation in a lot of places. All right, you two, let's come back to the cool stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, what are the hours at What are the hours at the at the park right now, John?
3: Yes, so so we are open from nine to five uh, every day except for Tuesdays.
2: Okay, so and- you're closed on Tuesday. Correct. Okay.
3: And
5: John, the the orchid show is part of the admission, right? It's not anything special. Uh, uh, extra. Extra money. It is special. It, it, yeah, you know what orchid I meant? Correct. Yes.
3: That's correct. Thank okay. you, sir. Excellent. And, uh, well, thank we're, you so we're much. sorry we
4: didn't make it up there last night, but the traffic with the rain made it yeah. kind of a difficult commute.
3: Yes. Well, will you all always have an open invitation anytime? Well,
2: well thank, thank, you, thank you very so much. much. So we're hoping if the weather clears up this weekend we we're hoping to get up there and see ya otherwise we will be up to uh, we will be up there soon to enjoy the uh, to enjoy the show.
3: Yeah, just let me know. Well, good talking to you guys. Okay, nice talking Thank to you, you
2: too, John. Thanks for calling in. uh uh-huh. Bye-bye.
4: Take care. If you'd like to give us a call, the number here is 888-344-1170. Did you find your cursor? I'm-
2: Brendan took care of it. You uh, could forward. see that I was struggling. <laughs> I was looking forward to
5: going last night. But again, like you said, I was the, the weather, it, when I when I checked the map and the, the, the amount of time it was going to take together, almost an hour with the traffic and the rain just to get there if everything went smoothly.
4: I wanted to make sure he knew that it wasn't because you guys thought you were better. Oh, so no, So that, no, no, that no. it was. John I, knows better
5: than us. Yeah, John's better yeah. than us.
4: Um, I'm say, waiting for Mark to pull Steve's last name, his nursery.
3: Uh, oh,
5: yeah, what, was he, what was he about growing that. maybe that would help you a lot of conifers what was he growing
3: a lot of
4: conifers yeah. evergreens yeah, yeah, uh sarissas, some, um, some variegated stuff he was way ahead of the curve on the variegated yeah, uh, really plants was. and he grew a lot of the little bonsai stuff and the brain yeah. trust here is failing us all
3: yeah i can so we won't I talk about that right now yeah. but we'll work yeah. on yeah. it
4: in the break
2: yeah um uh, i was, was going to say uh St. Patrick's Day is next Friday. That's right. That's right, I right think around that
3: the corner. Isn't a parade today? Yeah, I think you're
2: yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, not a great day for a parade. No, but. it usually <laughs> rains in the parade. anyway. I would
4: submit to you that every day is a great day for a St. Patrick's Day parade. That's a good any point. day. Well, that's yeah. Yeah, every day, maybe not, but any day is the right day. Yeah. Okay. What time is it supposed to start? Because the showers supposed to be tapering off.
3: I think I think it starts at eleven, but I'm, I'm not yeah, it'll really be sure. Perfect. But
4: yeah. it'll be perfect time and I mean, we, you
3: can start drinking any time. <laughs> <the
2: drive. laughs> we went. A, we went. A, we went with some friends a few years ago, about five or six years ago. And uh, my advice, if you're going to go so to Balboa Park, get, get to see there early, yeah. Uber. No, don't even don't, yeah, don't, yeah. Don't, Yes. Don't try to drive yourself down no, there. It's, it's crazy. It is. Yeah, there's no it is. Parking. And then um, there's a hotel that's on Sixth oh, Avenue. I hear they want to put less parking into Balboa Park too. right? Yeah. that's great. Yeah. Um, is it the is it the Continental? I can't remember. There, but there's 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 a hotel, and they have a big bar down in the lobby, and that's where everybody goes. It, it, oh. it, it's like elbow to elbow in that place um, after the parade. You know, I
4: still don't remember his last name, but Steve was the first person to bring us that um, dwarf Japanese black line, yeah, the, the, the thundercloud cloud or thunder oh, yeah. yeah. And we used to get them from him when we when we right. could, mm-hmm. and then it was years later.
2: And when Summer. started yeah. steve summer, steve steve way summer. To go. good call thank yeah. you yeah new is an ass. we can go we yeah. can go yeah. forward yeah. now yeah. yeah uh but if you if you're looking for a if you're looking for some st patrick's day decor or a or a gift for somebody yeah. we do have the, sh- uh, shamrocks, or, yeah, the, the sh- shamrocks yeah it's actually oxalis but right. it looks like a shamrock yeah. we had some and had some in the burgundy color foliage and uh Green, green colored yeah. foliage, but neat little plant. But this, but this is about the only time of the year that you can you can find them. Right. Well, well we, we have spread.
4: the Saint Patrick rose because it's green, but it's you know, not. It's not it's green. Not really, it's yeah. yellow, but the first, I guess, the first sepals or the outer petals kind of have a greenish tinge to them. So tinge,
2: tinge would yeah, be. It yeah. is, it's a beautiful, yellow it's, beautiful it's, yellow. it's a beautiful yellow pushing rose. It, but yeah, it's a, it is a nice rose. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. Let's um, see so what else. Do, oh, um, in the Poway store, they don't have them in San Diego, but the sleeve citrus that we that we brought in, we have it on sale right now. It's fifty. Both stores. Oh, is it? I thought they didn't have any in San Diego. No, they did. They, they did. did. have Okay, some. so where it's fifty percent on the sleeve citrus, and that's the ones that are in the, the like the five inch by five inch by 12 inch right, the sleeves deep, yeah. yeah the deep ones um i've extended my collection my
4: container yeah, collection yeah, I, can, I can only imagine <laughs> but you uh, know the the rains have just really prevented me from getting out there and planting otherwise they'd be in the ground by now
5: i extended my our plantings we purchased three more of those and put them in the ground well it wasn't raining that afternoon david that's the only reason i got them in I got home earlier than you. Well, you have a shorter commute. I do. That's why I was able to do it. Otherwise, I would have used the same excuse. Okay. I appreciate that.
2: You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more right after this.
1: With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ
2: and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Uh, well, we had an interesting ha- thing happen during the break. On the way to the opera? Hmm? No. No. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, we got corrected from somebody in Australia.
4: <laughs> it can happen.
2: <laughs> uh, Joy. Joy. Is it, the name of the perfume not Chanel? Not Chanel. Okay. Well, for
5: for people that may not have been listening at the beginning, what 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 what's the context here?
3: Who who, who would Mac- be Mac- listening
2: already? <laughs> they were Come getting their now. coffee. So, oh, okay. what, what
5: is Joy? What, what's that from?
2: Achillia um, alba. Um, yeah, the Michelia champaca, champaca alba. Um, the fragrance from the flowers is used in that in that perfume.
5: Joy got it. I yeah. was listening. Thank I wanted you.
2: to make I sure. I know. People, no, you you did the right thing. There we go. So, and that was Mary that called that one in, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, so Mary, thank you very much. I hope you're enjoying your cruise down in the Southern Hemisphere. But that was the <laughs> longest distance correction, I think, that we've, we've ever had. And we've had many corrections. <laughs> we've had from, many corrections. From
4: great distances. The but list is exactly. long Not, and distinguished. Yes. That's the greatest.
5: Even John Clements was kind enough to write in and, and let us know, the gentleman, that we couldn't think of the name when you finally got it. Yeah. So yeah. we have corrections everywhere.
2: Yes. Um... Well, we didn't say we'd give them good information, did we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, ranunculus are starting to starting to come into come into bloom. We've had anemones for a while, um, but ranunculus are starting to come in. And as a matter of fact, the flower fields are open again up in uh, Carlsbad. Oh, it's uh, that time of the year. Yeah. Uh, I was looking at the uh, looking at their website yesterday. Uh, you do need tickets to go. You cannot purchase tickets on site anymore. Everything has to be bought online. Um, so if you're planning on going to the flower fields, make sure you plan ahead and buy your tickets before you, before you get there.
4: Now, could you sit in their parking lot and buy them through your
2: phone? Probably.
4: That's just but so strange. It's yeah, it's I, the I, I, I don't, world's
3: upside
2: down now. I don't, I don't get it. I, but, but you know, then again, I remember, I remember the days when you could drive up to the flower fields and park and walk through them, and you didn't have to pay anything. Correct. It, it was a, uh, it was free to get in, but. Not anymore. Yes, old timer. Yeah, <laughs> um, and I—I I was. They didn't have a lot of information on it, but they said that they have a—they have a greenhouse up there that has um, poinsettias in it. Um, new hybrids, some of the old ones. Um, it's just a poinsettia display house. That would so, be interesting. Well, that would be. It interesting. would be. Yeah. Maybe Can we I'm,
4: should call them see if they'd like to call in and then give us free tickets.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um. But if you if you have the opportunity to go up there, this is the uh, this is the prime prime time to do it. I remember we used to go up. We, there was one time, um, Eki Ranch did a open house, and they had one they had one um, one house full of current stuff, uh, stuff that was in the that was coming down the pipeline, new hybrids that were coming out. It was it was spectacular. I mean, it was absolutely incredible what they used to grow as far as poinsettias are concerned what they used to grow
4: and those were our Tecoloti ranunculus of the day right that's where all right. of those bulbs mm-hmm. that we used to get mm-hmm. came from the frisees um, yeah yeah, yeah. The fri- the I, I was
2: function. noticing
4: this morning when i yesterday when i went down to let out my chickens my little
2: narcissus were all standing upright and do we have a
4: go okay. ahead
2: you sure yeah okay go ahead. we're gonna head down to chula vista where alan is waiting good morning alan how are you Morning,
0: guys. Uh, trying to dry out a little bit. Um, <laughs> Good luck. Hey, I, I have a question about weeds, but a uh, thought it came to mind while I was waiting here on the phone. There's a lady that called in at the end of the show last week, and it was the very end of the show, so uh, there were no calls coming coming in. Uh, she was asking about roses uh, native to uh, the South Bay area or this area. Right. And uh, a friend of mine that uh, was either part of the Rose Society in Belbo Park or uh, went to one of their seminars, said that there is a rose down here called the Otai Rose, O-T-A-Y, that's native to basically the Chula Vista area, uh, hmm. the Otai Valley down south of there. Hmm. I, so it might be something for it to look into. Uh, I I I thought of it while the show was on, but you guys weren't taking calls anymore, so thought I'd mention it.
2: Oh, well, thank you. We'll I'll have to I, yeah, do some look, snooping on we, that one. I was not aware that of that one because, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, may, mainly my question is about dealing with weeds. Um, I've been here since 1970, and uh, I've never seen some of these weeds that are coming up. Um, we've had you know, uh, big crops of weeds in the past, but there are different varieties that are coming up. I'm, I've never seen before. Um, but I wonder, um, a friend of mine that's a landscaper mentioned to me this week that there's a new uh, version of, uh, an organic version of Roundup that's on the market. Uh, he says it's very expensive, so it's mainly used by landscapers. Uh, have you guys heard of anything
3: like that?
4: yeah there's a new generation of it that doesn't use glyphosate um and we have seen it and we have had it i think briefly and i it's available we can we can we can get it um and it is a non selective killer
2: yeah but it'll think, kill it'll kill anything that it gets on but i but I think it's usually just a top kill i think it, it is a top killer yeah, I
4: don't think it goes down
2: and gets the roots, which is
3: Part of the problem, maybe.
2: yeah, and the key to the, the key to roundups round yeah. effectiveness, oh, yes. the, it breaks the food chain between the roots and the uh, and the foliage up top, and both portions die. Rather than just I, like some of the some of the other some of the newer ones, um, the organic ones are basically just an oil spray, which will kill the top, but it won't kill the roots.
0: Okay, I've heard you guys talk about a product called Amaze A A M A Z E. I wonder if that wouldn't be better to use. It's, it's, it, it inhibits the growth of, of before the weeds start, doesn't it? Yeah. It's a pre, it's right. a
2: pre-emergent weed killer. It, you can't it, get that anymore. It, but we can't get it anymore. Yeah. There there are other pre-emergents that
4: are out there that we still carry, but this is not. It won't help you at this point. You have to do it before the, the weeds season start. yeah. starts and before the weeds germinate. You have yeah, to pull them
0: all and then start. Yeah,
5: and there are there is an organic version of that that has corn gluten in it. Correct, but it doesn't last very long.
0: No, no, it does okay. not. Okay, I'm just wondering what's the best thing to use. Like in open areas, you could use the Roundup, but how about in lawn areas? It's it's a big problem. You just you have to go out there and just dig them individually.
2: Well, if it's a broadleaf weed like a dandelion or or, or um, bur clover things like that, there are selective herbicides that you can use in grass uh, that will take care of. That will take care of those weeds without harming the grass. But there again, it kind of depends on the grass that you're working with because some of them yep. will ca- can damage um, brown and w- yeah, uh, that- Bermuda and things Ber- like that. Yeah, so just Saint Augustine. St. Augustine. Bermuda,
5: yeah, Keep- Alan, do you have a, a fescue lawn?
0: Uh, no, I don't. It's it's a uh, I don't know. It's a um, Zoysia tenella in the front yard but it just isn't doing well and landscaper told me that uh these these you only get about 6 or 7 years out of a lawn area anyway, so probably not too concerned about that but uh just per common bermuda in the backyard
2: yeah there there is a selective there is a selective herbicide that you can use to kill the broadleaf weeds it won't do anything for the grass weeds those you're just kind of stuck with um but just double check the double check the label to make sure you get the one that you can use on Bermuda and it says clearly on the label that it is safe for Bermuda
0: for Bermuda. okay uh, I shop over at the uh, um, San Diego store with mm-hmm. the guys at the at the uh, customer service desk know about it Yeah yeah they can take care of you okay, good deal thanks okay. for the information.
2: Thanks Alan have a great weekend.
0: Thank you too. bye take care. I was gonna save my uh
4: daffodil my narcissus they're blooming mm-hmm. and the rain just the moisture on the leaves was enough to tip them over it so they were down laying down and this and morning and but they perk right back up as so soon as it, it sucked, dries out yeah. it's just the extra exactly. weight of the water pulling the
2: over did you find the cursor yeah i did <laughs> okay so uh garden classes again today go to the san- one in san diego san diego seed, seed starting with richard and it that's at nine o'clock 9 30 it's going to be staghorn fern care with david
4: ross
3: they're easy Dave will show you how to do it
2: that's
4: right because it has to be simple yes if i'm doing it you've been listening
2: to garden talk here on kcbq and kprz we'll be back next weekend with another hour have a great weekend everybody stay dry and stay
1: safe thanks for joining us on garden talk by walter anderson nursery your source for gardening landscaping and horticulture news Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show? How to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to expert at Walteranderson.com. That's ask an expert at Walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery.